secretly hoping to hook up with Jimmy Carter now that he's single. It's the I Can't Complain podcast. The grand scheme of things, I, I can't complain. 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 Who's gonna complain? Huh? Him? I'm gonna sit here and complain. Welcome to the show. My name is John. All right, I lied. I'll admit it. There's no secret at all. I'm trying to hook up with Jimmy Carter. Jimmy, if you're listening, stop by my place and I'll let you drag your old across my chin. Who cares? It looks like it's going to be a no-sex winner, and I'm desperate. What can I say? Some of you guys just heard me say no-sex winner, and you ran to your stereo, you ran to your telephone, you ran to your Bluetooth speaker. Like, it was the morning of September 11th. Like, this is huge news. I actually have to listen to what he's going to say this week. It's going to be a no-sex winner. It's not totally unexpected, but it doesn't make it any better. But this happens sometimes during an election cycle nowadays, especially a year before we elect a new president. You can't go from watching Fox News and MSNBC and seeing Donald Trump and Joe Biden's face. You can't go from that to lovemaking. It doesn't translate. And some of you guys are saying, fuck, he's right. I haven't had any sexual gratification in weeks. I knew I should have canceled the cable. I knew I should have disconnected the cable. Because now I'm fucked. You're fucked for the next 12 months. Nobody's getting any sex this winter. It's true for most of you. The next thing you'll get to ride is your Dodge Durango down to the polling station next November. You're not riding anything else until then. Now, it would be easy to blame the Republicans and the Democrats and the 24-hour news stations and the election cycle that never ends. We could blame all of those people. Sure, we could blame them. But really, I'm blaming Joseph Biden and Donald Trump and their faces. Their ugly fucking faces on the television 24-7. You can't look at that and still achieve an erection. Unless you're into mummies, unless you have a mummy fetish, there's no way you're going to get wet to those guys. Let's be honest. They're slowly mummifying before our eyes, so unless you and your partner, unless you're into that, I hate to break it to you, but you're not getting laid this winter. And that's why women during this particular part of an election cycle, they'll put their tits away in late November, and you won't see them again until spring. Men, they'll also put their dicks away in early November, and you won't even catch a glimpse of cock until Groundhog's Day. It's going to be a no-sex winter. It's going to be a lot of self-pleasuring this season. That's true. There's going to be a lot of attempted masturbation that really goes nowhere. The type where you just turn off Fox News and you still have Donald Trump's face burned into your retinas as you try and tug one out at 1.30 a.m. You just try and picture an eagle soaring through the blue skies to get you erect, but it still doesn't work. We're going to have women calling their husbands into the bedroom and he's going to run in. He thinks he's going to get laid for the first time all season. He runs into the bedroom and she says, Honey, can you please bring me my red, white, and blue vibrator? I'm having trouble reaching climax because I can't get Joseph Biden's face out of my brain. And that's why if you're an I Can't Complain listener and you're trying to get lucky, let's say you're single and you're trying to get lucky this winter, try and just hook up with a blind chick. Hook up with a blind guy. That's really your best hope of getting laid. Somebody who isn't traumatized by seeing images of the former president and the current president on the news. Maybe you could hook up with Judy Dench. The 88-year-old actress revealed this past February that she has been suffering from age-related macular degeneration. The condition which the actress has dealt with for the past 10 years causes eyesight to worsen over time. And this past week, unfortunately due to her condition, Judy Dench accidentally delivered a nude birthday message on Facebook. 
Evidently, Judy accidentally tried to call Chris Logan. What the hell? She tried to call him, but evidently she was in the bathtub and accidentally FaceTimed him. Who the fuck is calling me in the middle of the show? Hello? Now it's asking me if I want a video chat. Screw it, I'll video chat. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, I need more hot water. Thank you, Mr. Rainwater. Jessica, you're on the air. I gotta soak these titties up. Jessica! No, I should be pretty quick. I'm definitely not gonna masturbate. I was watching cable news this morning, so that turned me off. Jessica, you're on the air. Hello? You're on the air. You just FaceTimed me while you were in the bathroom. I saw you soap your titties up. Well, you pervert. You're the one who called me. How am I turn that damn water off? Now's a good time to mention that I bathe in nothing but pure Russian rainwater. Pure Russian rainwater. The dictator's choice since 1997. All right. Thanks for derailing the show, Jessica. Hey, I saw the show notes. Are you really going to talk about Mastermind.com and Matthew McConaughey again? Yeah, I've, I've got it on the list. I might talk about it again. Well, going back to that old well. You really are out of material. Thank you for FaceTiming me, Jessica. Yeah, I gotta go anyway, man. I gotta get ready for tonight. I'm gonna go out on the town and try and get a piece of ass before election cycle really kicks in. I figure this is my last hope. This has been Jessica reporting live for the ICANN. We do need to talk about Mastermind.com, Matthew McConaughey, and that whole saga. It's not over yet. They started emailing me every day this week. They want me to buy their program online. They're still convinced just because Matthew McConaughey's attached to this self-help bullshit that it's going to convince me to sign up, which I did sign up once for the sake of this program, but I'm not signing up again. Let's take a trip back in time for a few minutes here so we can all remember how awful it was when I experienced this the first time. We're going to go back in time to July 4th of this year, episode 105. This is about a five-minute clip to remind you of just how awful this presentation was. And then we'll come back and we'll read a few emails they sent me this week. But I really do think it's important we remember how shady these individuals are. They're still annoying the shit out of me. They're still bugging me. Dean's been in this business. This self-help guru asshole's been in the business for 30 years. And evidently he still feels the need to get every penny that I've ever made. Matthew McConaughey, a once A-list celebrity, he's not going to be happy until my bank account balance hits zero. Matthew McConaughey's in studio with this other jackass, and there's a picture of, I guess, a sunset behind him, but it pretty much looks like we're in hell. You know, it's been such an amazing journey since uh, we're all live together, and you built that amazing course. Matthew McConaughey hasn't built shit, and he knows it. And so many things have transpired since then. He showed up twice and collected a paycheck. And today, Inner Circle. You know, I've been doing Inner Circles for almost a decade. and this It's Wednesday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Matthew McConaughey's jotting down notes. We're 39 seconds into this. What do you possibly have to write down in front of you, Matthew? Yeah. Journaling. Journaling. Yeah. Like, and, and here's the thing is so many times, again, been doing this for a decade. If you're brand new, pleasure to have you here today. If you're part of our family, I see your beautiful faces. We're part of the fam now. Sometimes something as simple as journaling. Matthew McConaughey can barely even bother to smile. You can tell that he's going to stay for an hour and then he's the fuck out of this place. He's never coming back to start there it's like especially in green lights you talked about how journaling played oh, such a God. big matthew mccade's back to grift in 720p and he doesn't care who he harms so first of all and i think this is i don't know if it's true anymore but there's nobody who takes so much time to say so little as matthew mcconaughey for a while 
It's the opposite of this show. This show, I'm in and out in 20 minutes, and I give you what you need, and then you can go on and on about your lives. I don't fuck up your whole week. I don't email you every day. I come to you every Tuesday, and then I'm, I fuck off. Journaling worked for males, but diaries were. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. don't call, I don't write my diary. I just write my journal. Whatever you want to call it. We're calling it journaling, yeah. right? Um, I'd like to call it a waste of time. It's... We all have an inner dialogue going, Socratic dialogue. We all have questions. I know when I was younger. The problem with Matthew McConaughey is he thinks every thought he has is a brand new thought. He thinks it's original. He thinks it's worth sharing. It's not worth sharing. But Matthew McConaughey, he doesn't care about us. He'll waste our time. We can ask our parents. We can talk to friends. We can pray on it. We can meditate on it. I'm not going to do any of that. But... I could figure it out on my own, Matthew. Thank you very much. But many times, like you're saying, you write it down, you're like going, oh, that's not... Still important, just not as stressful. Wreck. It's not a train wreck, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's actually, I can deal with that. No, it's a train um, wreck. So that's Trust why me. I started writing things down, asking the why question. This isn't my first time here. You might be able to fool everybody else, but you're not fooling me. I'm a veteran now. This is not my first little presentation here. I could fall asleep really early. I tell my daughter all the time, she's 16, and I'll tell her something, and she'll text it or yeah. record it. I'm like, no, no, no. Get out a pen and write it down. I do have a cage. Sometimes I'll color code. I'll write oh, those God. big ideas in one color. I'll write my to-do list in another color. I'll write my what not to-do list. Let's cut that stuff out in another color. They're so organized, they're actually disorganized. Um, sometimes I'll have three different journals. Um, I, I want to say this about I have 18 different journals and I write in 35 different colors. Because so many times, I know with me, if I don't write something down, I have a good idea. I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea. You're never going to forget that. The only thing that I've written down so far is the date I have to cancel mastermind.com by to avoid a $47 charge. That's the only notes I'm taking. When to cancel this shit. Don't forget that thing. Yeah, and then it takes away from you being present in the moment. I got a question for you. Uh, I wish I could be taken away from being present in this moment. When you had a production company or you have a charity that you have people running your charity. If Matthew McConaughey has charities, I want to investigate them right now. Don't make me do a deep dive on you, Matthew. Don't make me do it, my friend. Don't make me do it. You're pushing it. 20 more places. I want to keep us at 86% of the money goes to the kids that need it. How do you feel if there's five people? 86% of the money goes to the kids who need it. The other 14% goes in my pocket so I can live lavishly. You've been doing it for a long time. So have I. I don't even know how I actually, I know how I started. I started writing stuff down in a yellow pad before I journaled. Yellow pad. And you know why the the old yellow pad? How old are these guys? I don't know how these guys take notes, but it's on yellow legal pads. It's fucking quills from the 1800s. Down a yellow pad. He's giving an example right now. Really sloppy. So just three lines, like divide it in three. And I'd put We can't see that. You're grifting in 720p. We can't see shit. And this was in college. Oh, God. It's a story. He loves to tell stories. It's another story. How many stories do you have, Matthew? How many of them are true? I don't think many of them are true at all. A lot of journals that I was too scared to go back and look at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn it. Tell my book. I threatened to write the book for 20 years before I ever did because I was scared to go back and look at who it was. Wow. Did I look back? Was there things I did that I was embarrassed? I was like, oh, hell yeah. This is going to be one of those things you look back on and you're going to be embarrassed. My, my mom, Nine times. My mom was married five, my dad four. So I went through a lot of marriages in my life. As a kid, by the time I was like 25, so it was like. No wonder this guy's so broken and needs help. How many moms and dads has he had? It's a revolving door. You then become intentional. Oof. Now you Oof. now you got your hands on the wheel. 
So that's how it sounded this past summer when we watched the Art of Living presentation live here on the podcast. It ruined my summer and I thought that I was out of the woods. I thought that they wouldn't contact me anymore. I was having a good Thanksgiving this past Thursday and then what did I receive? Out of nowhere, I got a Team McConaughey email. Two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm about to sit down to Thanksgiving dinner. I'm enjoying myself. And suddenly an email pops up and it says, From our family to yours, thank you, John. And when I saw the email in that moment on Thanksgiving, it was like an ex-lover calling you or texting you on a holiday to wish you a happy holiday and it pretty much just ruins your day. That's what it was like. Part of me was like, where the fuck you been the last six months, Matthew? Where the hell have you been since I took my credit card off file and didn't allow you to charge me for any of this so-called self-help advice? Where the fuck were you in August and September and October? You didn't wish me a happy Halloween. Where the hell you been? It was like a dad that goes out for a pack of smokes and shows up eight months later. And now he says he wants to be involved in the kid's life. Where the hell have you been, Matthew? But you know, you learn to live and you learn to love and you learn to forget. I don't know what that means. That sounds like some self-help bullshit that I don't subscribe to. But when I saw this email, I said, maybe Matthew just wants to say happy Thanksgiving. Maybe he's not interested in getting my credit card details like he was last time. Maybe this is a genuine attempt to reach out and say, you know what? Have a happy Thanksgiving for me and my family. By the way, he has a picture of him in this email. And I'll just say that him and his family, his wife and his kids, his kids, I don't know. You might want to have a DNA test done because they ain't looking a lot like him. They're looking, they take after the mother. I'll just put it that way. And there might be another man in this situation that he doesn't know about. Maybe his old pal Dean has been dicking his wife behind his back. (laughs) No, no. But seriously, though, I was happy to get the email from Matthew. It's like seeing an old friend again, an old friend that you didn't really like the first time and just tried to get your credit card details. But then Black Friday rolled around the day after Thanksgiving. And what did I receive? Another email. And this one, it wasn't so friendly. It starts off with a lie. It says, "Okay, we hear you. The response to our recent road trip challenge has been nothing short of phenomenal. You don't have to lie to me, man. I know the response hasn't been phenomenal because you're forced to email everybody on your email contact list just to beg for money. The email goes on to say, and we're taking $100 off the entire road trip immersive learning experience. Good for the next few days only. And you might say, John, it's $100 off. That's a great deal. Not when it costs $499 to start with. It might have been $3.99. I don't know what it cost, but it cost a shitload of money. When they dropped the course this past summer, we had parents actually selling their children just to be able to afford this course. That's how expensive it was. We had people selling their automobiles and saying, fuck it, I guess I gotta walk to work now. I had to sell my brand new Escalade just to be able to afford a Mastermind subscription. So obviously things were deteriorating quickly. We went from a nice, oh, have a happy Thanksgiving to Black Friday. Please give us your money. And then the Saturday email came and they decided to switch tactics again. You got to watch these sneaky bastards. The Saturday email says starting on January 1st, there's going to be a lot of new year, new me commitments. And then they ramble on. There's a bunch of bullshit. And at the bottom, it says, P.S. Road trip is still $100 off for the next 48 hours. The content of the email wasn't even the important part of the email. The important part of the email was the P.S. Because all they want is my money. 
And by this point, it was abundantly clear that they were not interested in good old John as a person. They just saw me as another line item on their balance sheet. So I thought that was it. I said to myself, oh, Daddy McConaughey's going back out for another pack of smokes. I'll probably hear from him in the spring. But that's not how it went, because they decided to follow up that email with another email on Sunday. And the problem with this email is it's fucking lazy shit. This Sunday email's lazy. I remember I used to get these emails from Mastermind Team McConaughey, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And they would be personally signed by a woman named Aubrey. Aubrey would put her signature at the bottom of the email and tell you who the hell wrote it. Now, they farmed them out. It's probably AI-generated emails. This is a bunch of bullshit. And you guys know me. I'm cool with bullshit. I've put up with a lot of bullshit from Team McConaughey. But this Sunday email, they don't even bother to really write much text themselves. They just take screenshots of users that are flourishing in the program, evidently. The three people that are actually succeeding paying $500 for a fucking course about self-help. Three people have succeeded, and they're held up as the shining example of what you can become. If you just give Matthew McConaughey all the money that you've ever made in your entire goddamn life. So yeah, the Sunday lazy email arrives, and of course at the end it says, Oh yeah, you can take $100 off the price of our Mastermind program for the next 24 hours. So I said, thank Christ, the sale's gonna be over so I don't have to endure any more of these emails. Do me a favor, Matthew, and go out for that pack of smokes and don't come back ever. But then, while I was recording the bathtub bit earlier, no more than 10 minutes ago, a fifth email has arrived. They're trying to break me down. They're trying to wear me down. They're trying to break my spirit. They're trying to get my credit card details, but it's not gonna work, Matthew. The email starts off by saying, hey, John, This is a little reminder to take care of yourself this holiday season. That sounds good. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate that. It's so easy to put the focus on everyone else and what you want to give them, and we get it. You want to show the people you love just how much you love them. But it's okay to be a little or a lot selfish, too. This is the same bullshit we heard six months ago. What was he saying? If we want to be legit, we've got to admit it's okay to be selfish. All this bullshit bullshit self-help stuff that I don't need. I don't need this advice. It goes on to say to put John first and do what's in your best interest, even if it's not what your friends and family want. See, that's not good advice right there. They're underestimating how truly selfish I can be. Like, if you tell me to just care about myself, I'll go to the strip club on Christmas. I don't care. I'll hit up the casino late night on Christmas Eve. The kids will wake up the next morning and they'll say, where's Santa? And in this hypothetical situation, my wife would sit my young son down and she'd be forced to tell my son that guess what? Santa didn't come this year. Santa spent all night getting lap dances down at the strip club and then he went to the casino and your college fund, it's gone. It's all been blown. She'd have to say, sorry, Jimmy, Santa Claus joined mastermind.com and got the idea into his head that he could just do whatever the fuck he wanted to do this year. The email concludes by saying sometimes being selfish is actually the most selfless thing there is. It's controversial, but true. Yeah, tell that to the kid who's going hungry tonight because his dad ate dinner first. And he got the scraps. He got to eat whatever was left at the end. McConaughey goes deeper on that concept in his road trip course, which is $100 off until midnight tonight. And you guys can't see the email, but that was the only part of the entire email that's in bold. It concludes by saying, but really, John, the goal of this message isn't to sell you something, bullshit, or push you into the course, bullshit again. 
Sure, if you want to take the next step, it's available to you. But the real reason we're reaching out is to simply let you know that we're here to support you and to help you in whatever way we can. Let's make 2024 your best year yet. Just keep living. Team McConaughey. How about this? If you want to send me a sincere email to wish me well, don't attach a coupon to the email and make it the only bold section of the entire message. It's all bullshit. They're just grifting in 720p if they have the bandwidth available to still stream. Until they're completely out of money, I'm sure these emails will continue. They're just trying to get people the tools that they need to control their lives. And it's an easy sell because everybody wants to be in control nowadays. It's the video game effect. Everybody wants to control every little aspect of their lives. It used to be people enjoyed being out of control. They actually reveled in it. Look at the Wright brothers. They had no goddamn idea where that plane was going to go. Evil Knievel. He thought he could jump those buses, but there was no science behind it. I don't think he had statistics telling him he was going to make it. He just said, fuck it. Let me get it up to speed, and I'll take my chances. Give me the biggest goddamn ramp you got, and we'll hope for the best. See you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Embrace being obsolete. Let AI eliminate you. There's no use in fighting it. Evidently, Sports Illustrated is in hot water after trying to pass off AI-generated stories as the real thing. That's definitely a cause for concern because it makes me wonder if I've been jerking off to AI-generated women in that swimsuit edition. Like, I knew the tits weren't real, but I thought the women were at least. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, pop. Right. Give me the next Tucker fucking Carlson or Rush Limbaugh, huh? I think you could. I saw a bumper sticker on a car the other day and it said, please be patient, student driver in training. I was like, holy shit. That's when you're supposed to drive fast. I think you could. Like if you're already driving slow and you just started driving, imagine how slow you're going to drive when you're an old ass motherfucker. Why am I asking these questions? You ain't no better. I had it. Jason, you should be a man instead of whiny little boy. Call me a whore. You call me a bitch. You sit on the damn chat line. You come into my bedroom when I'm asleep. Wake me up for a piece of ass. And as for Big Bird, you need to go back to Sesame Street, buddy. Cause you're... <laughs> I can complain.com is the home of this program. We're found everywhere that you find podcasts and even some places where you don't. As we get into the thick of the holiday season here, it's more important than ever to share this show with your friends and loved ones. You're not going to be getting laid. You're going to be sitting at home watching Fox News and MSNBC, reaching for the gun in the gun safe, about ready to blow your brains out. You've got the in-laws coming over for Christmas dinner that you really don't feel like cooking. And you're thinking about ending your life, and then you remembered, hey, there's a new episode of the I Can't Complain podcast. Maybe it's worth living for one more day. See you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Don't kill yourself this week. I'm going to have a new show next Tuesday. I promise. Do you love me? Do I love you? We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I, I am, am a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical, radical dropout. I love you. Oof.